0: Super dope. Hey, happy Wednesday. So, get it right out the way. Weird episode this week. Um, If you hear, like, lots of birds and background noises and shit, no, you don't. Just not really uh, in an editing mood this morning. Um, We say goodbye to a friend, or I say goodbye to a friend, who the fuck is we? Uh, I take a voicemail, and then you get a repeat of something that's actually never been on this feed, so I don't think it actually qualifies has a repeat, but uh, I'm on it. Maybe you heard it. You probably didn't. We'll get there in a second. So uh, last night, I was sitting down to record this, and I got news that uh, my friend Luke Vincent, I guess I can say his last name. Um, My friend Luke Vincent passed away. Uh, For those who might know me in real life and know me from my gigs and stuff, um, Luke Vincent is Luke the Leprechaun. Um, he is a little person who hung out with my Uncle Eric for the better part of the last 20 some odd years, and uh, we would routinely hire him for holiday gigs like St. Patrick's Day. We would you know, dress him up as a leprechaun, um, pilgrim at Thanksgiving, Easter Bunny on Zombie Jesus Day, Speedy Gonzalez handing out burritos on Cinco de Mayo. All of those are true. I don't know if the Easter Bunny one's true. Actually, I can't picture him in a small Easter Bunny outfit, though. Either way, um, anyone who knew Luke outside of the bar scene, local to Fall River, if uh, if you knew him outside the bar scene, you probably knew that he had a lot of um, health complications, little people often do. His uh, was in the realm of um, you know his kidneys. He he needed to get dialysis for most of the last. Uh, Fuck, I think he was going to dialysis treatments for the last, as long as I've known him. Two, three times a week, as long as I've known him. And I've known him since I was probably 14 years old, so. um, Bummed to hear that, man. Spent a lot of time with that dude. Crazy stories with him. Him showing up at gigs and all that. Eventually, he became one of my regulars, you know. Just showing up and hanging out on Tuesday nights for a long time. I'm bummed. I miss you, Luke. I made the joke uh, a few months back. I think it was when my buddy John Tierney died that, uh, you know, don't want to turn this into Kyle says goodbye to uh, all of his dead friends podcast. But fuck, man, I feel like I'm saying rest in peace like once a week lately. Granted, Paul Mooney's not my friend, but you know what I'm saying. Luke, we love you, buddy, and uh, rest in peace. So, now that I got that morose stuff out of the way, got a voicemail. We have a voicemail that you can leave us a message on. Again, us. It's it's pretty much just me, right? Uh, 401-213-9596. 401-213-9596. You, too, can leave a voicemail. Um, I got a voicemail over the long holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Um, some gave all. What the fuck is it? All gave some. Some gave all. That's the phrase. God damn, I suck. Um, Had a great Memorial Day weekend. Mellor was in town. And um, lots of drinking. Lots of seafood. Lots of wrestling. Not with each other, but we watched some kind of pay-per-view AEW wrestling match on Sunday night, and that was a good time. Also, happy birthday to Feds. I wished him happy birthday on the Super Dope Plus Ultra feed earlier in the week. But, um... In case you didn't know, Dragon Ball Super Dope listener, Federico's birthday yesterday. So happy birthday to my brother Feds. But yeah, these voicemails, I I don't know how the fuck I got on birthdays. Maybe because I didn't want to forget to wish him happy birthday again. Maybe that was it. Got a voicemail from somebody who has been in my inbox for uh, the last few months, for sure. Just letting me know that he found the show and also a local dude, local to the Providence, Rhode Island area. So... Um, we're going to hear his voicemail in just a minute. He's been threatening to leave a voicemail for the last several months, but, uh, finally pulled the trigger at like one o'clock in the morning over the weekend while I'm assuming he was drinking. So let's, uh, let's get ready for that. While we're on the subject of, uh, voicemails though, I I did look at the podcast app, Apple podcasts the other day. Um, not too many one-star reviews. That's great. Mostly five stars, but we had somebody bother to write a review the other day. So, uh, actually the other day, I should say I noticed it the other day, but they actually wrote this to me on, uh, January 9th, 2021. So it's from Cubone and not to trainer Lannister fan, not to trainer Lannister fan. There's a lot of shit going on in that person's handle, but I appreciate you leaving us a review. Five stars, because obviously, why else would you bother to leave a podcast review unless you're a dick and you're giving it less than five? I kind of feel like Dragon Ball is stuck in this rut always searching for a stronger opponent to fight. I want Vegeta to become the God of Destruction. Goku wouldn't be a good option because he'd be trying to constantly find someone stronger than him to fight, and he doesn't have the heart to destroy and kill. He only does it out of necessity. So maybe I did read this review before and just thought to myself, it's not really a review so much as it is a question. But five star review came anyway. So we appreciate you, Cubone and Natsu Trainer Lannister fan. Um, I agree. Vegeta would be the more logical choice for a God of Destruction. And um, yeah, Goku using the Mastered Ultra Instinct stuff. I mean, granted, this dude wrote this like almost five months ago now. So that's how often I'm checking reviews because that's how often I expect to get them. All right. Uh, speaking of things we never get. Here comes the voicemail from Victor Roman. Um, I will preface it by saying, one, uh, he didn't really realize that Google Voice gives you some, you know, some time limits. So uh, he called back a couple times. <laughs> uh, maybe there's a little bit of repeat in there as well, just because um, he wasn't sure what did and didn't get recorded. But uh, yeah, I'll be pausing periodically to respond to some of the comments. So here we go.
1: Hey Kyle and the super dope fam. This is Victor Omar Roman. I know I fucking uh blew up your Facebook, even though yeah, you don't got a Facebook. That's true. You know. Dude, I fucking went through four years, five years, however money, in literally like three months. I listened to about six episodes every day during my work hours.
0: All right, Victor, I'm going to stop right there. Hit pause. Uh, yeah, we're coming up on four years already. August will make four years. Some fucking how. So, six episodes a day. God damn. Like, we're all right, but I don't know if we're six episodes a day good. Continuing.
1: Yeah, which is Saturday if I get lucky. But, um, literally, I'm to the point where I'm about to journey out. Shout out to Reese. You know what I'm talking about. Reese. About to journey out, and, uh. It sucks. You know, this is the home run stretch. And, um, you know, the podcast fucking gets me through it. You know what I mean? Got about 300 hours left. And I'll be making about almost close to $40 an hour. It's pretty good for a Rhode Islander. Woo. By the way, I'm from Rhode Island. Shout out Lil Rhodey. Kyle, hit me up. I want to see your freaking, uh, you know, your band or whoever, whatever it is that you do.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm pause again. Um, yeah. If I ever get back to gigging, Victor, I will definitely let you know if I'm playing around the area. But I've spent like the last 14 months uh, sitting around chain smoking in my house, uh, waiting to die. So I don't know if my voice is up to it anymore, to be completely frank with everybody. If you're one of those bookers uh, who, you know, books me lots of work and shit, you didn't hear that. Um, I still want to be offered the work, but I still want you to be not surprised when I turn it down. Uh, next,
1: the little gigs. I heard one of your episodes where you were singing "Super doll. Super dope. Sorry, didn't uh, start off with that. But um, yeah, i have been mean, uh trying to get onto this at least five dollars here on the Patreon, but um, you know, I got three kids, and uh, I'm not quite. Meant
0: You know, is me yet? All right, so I'll I'll hit pause again. Do not feel like you guys got to sign up for that Patreon $5 tier, but there is a lot of extra podcasts back there. All the Death Notes, all the original Plus Ultras, like 15 OGDBs. Uh, Yeah, I'm not really selling the $5 tier very well, but if you're a dude who listens to six of our podcasts a day, I don't know, man. I feel like you might be the uh, primetime suspect to sign up for that $5 tier on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. I don't understand how people don't know how to sign up for a Patreon, but I, I get the question every once in a while.
1: Even though $5 what is $5. But um, yeah, shout out to Kyle. Shout out to Reese. Shout out to uh, Carlton. Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> Tons of fun. I got a couple of gay family members, too. Hell yeah. As cool as you. Pride month. You don't take shit from nobody? No, we don't. I mean, that I know of on the the episodes.
0: Yeah, so Carlton is uh, MIA because Carlton only likes to associate with uh, gay people or people who may potentially suck his dick. So, um, that's not me. I've been friends with him for a long time, but not that long a time to, uh, you know, do that. So... Um, would love to have Carlton come back around, but Carlton is not a person who, um, uh, what's the way to say this, uh, in pride month without sounding like I hate gay people. Cause it's not a gay people thing. It's a Carlton thing. Um, yeah, Carlton's the master of his domain. All right. That's, that's all I'm gonna say.
1: But, um, that's the feds. A- you um. You know, keeping the fucking show alive. Sorry, excuse my French. A little bent.
0: Yeah, excuse your French I promised
1: this uh voicemail, but um shout out to Kelly too, you know, taking on with the My Hero. Um uh, never really uh, never been a, never really been a anime fan or whatever, but Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z was always my shit. Yeah. I'm actually in the middle of uh Dragon Ball season one, Dragon Ball regular.
0: Okay, all right. So pause again, plus ultra super dope plus ultra. If you're not subscribed to that, go check that shit out, please. Especially if you're watching season five of my hero academia, it's the perfect companion podcast. Um, but to hear that you were just mostly a DBZ and a Pokemon fan, that's cool, dude, whatever. Everyone's got their gateways in and now you're watching the OG DB and, you know, there's some (laughs) companion podcast for that on, uh, on Patreon at that $5 tier.
1: Um, at the part where the Red Ribbon Army's coming in, but um, be watching that for like the third time. Um, all my fucking uh, remembrance of Dragon Ball Z was before LimeWire age, but I definitely rewatched it all during the LimeWire age. For going into FrostWire when they got you know taken down, but uh, pretty sure you're gonna chop and screw this.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to chop and screw this, because that's the end of the first of three voicemails. The other two aren't as long, um, but you know what? Thank you for making me think of LimeWire and all the computers uh, that I had um, destroyed because I downloaded too many weirdo porn files. Next up.
1: Super dope. Yeah. This is Victor O. Roman. Didn't realize how much the messages were... Like, recorded, whatever. Yep. Happens. But, um, shout out to Kyle. Shout out. Shout out to Reese. Reese. Shout out to Kelly. Kelly. Taking over the My Hero stuff. Welcome but to Weird academia. Drugs, My Hero wasn't a really big anime fan. Only Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z. Well,
0: but, welcome uh, into shout My Hero. Out to,
1: uh... What is it? The Federico Brothers.
0: Federico's.
1: Feds, whatever. Big Feds, little Feds. <laughs> Keep it though Podcast alive. Some retread, Kyle but out. we're there. Under his tough times. I know he's moving and stuff. Oh. But um hell yeah. Shout out to me man Kyle. You know, for keeping this thing alive. Getting me through my work days. Shout out to Reese mainly because, you know, he's a construction guy. I'm a construction guy and I listen to, you know, six hours, seven hours a day, three, four episodes
0: a day oh oh, oh, wait a minute pal i fucking caught you in a kerfuffle here what the fuck kerfuffle means but right now kerfuffle means six episodes to maybe six hours seven hours oh it's a little bit different but i'm just fucking with you i don't care um yeah and speaking to like some of the people he's mentioning reese obviously uh longtime supporter of the show he's on with the manga reviews each month marcus as well falls in that category Um, And the Flying Federicos and Kelly came in last year for the Super Dope Plus Ultra stuff. And uh, it was needed at the time. because Was it last year? I guess it was the end of the year previous. So the end of 2019. Jesus fucking Christ, I've been doing this thing for a minute. Um, They came in then, much needed sort of uh, injection of life into this pod. Because, you know, people stop coming around. Must be a me thing. Moving on.
1: Keeping the podcast alive, helping Kyle out under his tough times. I know he's moving and stuff. But um hell yeah. Shout out to me man Kyle, you know, for keeping this thing alive, getting me through my work days. Shout out to Reese mainly because, you know, he's a construction guy, I'm a construction guy and I listen to, you know, six hours, seven hours a day, three, four episodes a day. And, uh, yeah, I'm almost a journeyman, and keeps me on that home stretch, keeps me alive, keeps me going to work. Hell yeah. Sucks not going to work without my fucking headphones, because I can't listen to you, but,
0: um... Oh, uh, pause, I will challenge you on that shit, Victor. Who's to say you can't listen to Superdope without any headphones? Make your fucking coworkers listen to it. Unless it's a construction site, and it's, like, loud and shit, and then you can't hear it. Just let it play anyway. Metrics are great, but... I challenge you. Make your fucking construction buddies listen to it. <laughs> See how well that shit goes.
1: Yeah. Super Suit Vegeta's the best. Yes. I don't care what anybody says.
0: Yes. All right. So that would have been a very appropriate button uh, to, to end with Vegeta is the best. Because obviously, uh, you know, most days I feel that way. And the days that I don't feel that way, Coco's the best. It, it really don't matter. They're interchangeable to me. Would have been a perfect place to end it, but Homeboy got back with a third message, and I don't know that I actually listened to this one, so, uh, check it out. Super, how oh, how you're gonna get sick of
1: me. <laughs> Vic O. Roman. Yeah, bro. You got a fucking awesome podcast. Thank you. I hope you continue doing what you're doing. Obviously, get a, you know, career under your belt, eh. because I know pretty much. One of your uh, things you'll thought, and you're depressing, you know? You all have it. I have it a lot, you know, even if I have a successful time. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just pretty good.
0: I'll hit pause. Um, yeah, I make no secret about my mental health issues. I feel like um, maybe it helps people understand me a little bit more because I do um act like a douche a lot of the time. Uh I definitely drink and smoke too much, 100%. Um what else? I definitely get a little bit too emotional over cartoons cuz that's a release over be- getting emotional over like real life relationships. That's that's definitely me. Uh what else? Yeah, depression's a bitch, man. And like Victor just said, even when you're having a successful time, If you really struggle with depression, it it really doesn't matter. Sometimes it's just, it's there. It's always fucking there. So, yeah, moving on.
1: Podcast helps. Helps a lot of people. Thank you. And I fucking messaged you before. I said, you really are a hero.
0: (laughs) Brave to say, but.
1: I just wanted to say, I hope you continue on. Find out, you know, your your reason for, uh, you know, staying with this. <laughs> and, um, I think uh, you do a really good job with it. Thank you. I promised you a lot of junk messages, <laughs> and finally I did it. Delivered. And, um, yeah, man. You're a beast. Stay alive
0: you do. <laughs> Well, I'm glad Victor, having crash course this entire podcast over the last four months, uh picked up on all my mental shit and got to experience it all at once. I actually gave him like a, a fair warning about it. He was messaging me like as he was working through certain parts of the catalog, like, hey, I just found your stuff. I'm going through the tournament of power. Hey, I'm in the dub stuff now. Hey, I'm in the My Hero stuff now, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, one of the first times he hit me up to say that, I was like, Phew. Man, you've got a long way to go and a lot of bullshit of mine to go through. (laughs) You poor bastard. Appreciate you, Victor. Thank you for leaving the message. If you want to leave us a message, 401-213-9596. I got to stop saying us. It's me. It's just me. I think it's kind of interesting what he said toward the end there about, you know, finding the purpose to keep going or whatever. Easier said than done, my friend. Think about canceling this shit every goddamn day. But, can't look a gift horse in the mouth. I was very, um, fortunate to, what the fuck does that mean? What does gift, look a gift horse in the mouth mean? Like, I guess you're lucky to get a horse as a gift, so don't look it in the mouth because its mouth is fucking ugly. And you could pick apart all the terrible things about the horse if you just gauge it by its mouth. Because horses' mouths are gross. Is that what look the gift horse in the mouth mean? Is that what it means? Who cares? In terms of maybe, you know, f- finding a per- We were very fortunate to um, find an audience very early on, way before people should have been listening to us. Because I was literally just figuring out how to edit audio. And, uh, trust me, I've gone through many other podcast launches with, you know, many different formats. Uh, one of them you're going to hear later on in this, uh, fucking ramble rant that I'm doing. It's not easy to find an audience and, and have them stick around, you know? So, uh, like the plus ultra numbers, like vastly fucking different from what super dope traffic looks like. Part of it's we have a much larger catalog for Dragon Ball, but the other part of it is we got in front of people at the right time, and uh, a decent portion of them stuck around. And if you don't have the opportunity to get in front of the right people at the right time when you're doing another show, it's uh it's tough. So that's you know selfishly one of the main reasons I don't think it would be a good idea for me to end Super Dope. It's the biggest platform I've got, so. <sighs> this is a fucking painfully honest podcast today. I'm gonna be thirty-two tomorrow. And uh I guess I just it's not really worth um sugarcoat and shit, right? What else? Um yeah, I this is kinda like a week off for me. I, I'm not really talking about Dragon Ball stuff because what is there to talk about? Did you hear did you hear the movie might be a CGI movie? Did you hear that on YouTube? Yeah, it might be. And it's something that people have been talking about since it was announced, so no big shock or news there, because it's not news, it's speculation. anybody tries to tell you that it's confirmed or they know something, know the fuck they don't. Okay? Now I said at the top of this thing, it's uh, gonna be a bit of a repeat, but it's a repeat you probably haven't heard. So um, ideally, me and Brandon would have done Godzilla versus Kong, I guess. I think it was like well almost a full two months ago. Or was it closer to like 6 weeks ago? Either way, ideally Brandon and I would have done Godzilla Kong, but it's uh not a good time for Brandon in a lot of different aspects of his life. I'll keep it at that. However, one of the other shows that I produce, I'm kind of the fourth mic on it. This is an episode in which I talk a little bit more cuz it's Godzilla based, but the Just Stuff League. So the Just Stuff League, J-U-S-T-U-F-F League. Not Justice League. We're not doing any copyright infringement. It's um a show run by a few experts from the Antiques Roadshow and PBS. Uh, a couple of them are local to me here in Rhode Island. And uh, I've done like 115-ish episodes of their podcast now. Working with them for over two years now. Jesus Christ, this podcast game. Just constant fucking deadlines, you know? When you stop and like look around at the timeline and how much time has passed. You're like, holy shit, it's been 24 months? Wow. Constant. So, uh, is that a podcast thing, though? Or is that a depression thing? Hmm. I guess it could be both. Were the, those two working in tandem is probably not great. Anyway, a few weeks back, um, a few weeks back, a couple of months back, Travis, the main host on the Just F League, Travis Landry, uh, he actually did a spot for a pre show for Godzilla versus Kong where he kind of like broke down the values of some of the more valuable Godzilla toys out there. He's an expert in all things comic books, pop culture, collectibles. He's also a fine art collector, aficionado. He is a kid who has seen more and spent more money in his 25 years on this earth than I ever will in my entire life. Uh, It is remarkable how successful he is, but one of his niche things, he started in Transformers flipping back when the Michael Bay uh, shit movies came out. If if he heard me say shit movies, he would be very upset with me and we would be in a fight. But one of the other things that he knows a lot about is Godzilla merchandise. Uh, So we did an episode About the movie loosely, but also more specifically about different kinds of uh, merchandise for Godzilla versus King Kong stuff. Um, Not specific to like the new stuff that came out, but historically speaking, like why is there more Godzilla shit than there is King Kong shit? What does that mean for the values? Things like that. Uh, They release new episodes every Tuesday. Um, One of the other co hosts, James Supp, actually did an episode of Super Dope with me several months back for the. Uh, predictions for WandaVision, the finale predictions. He's the guy who had that Dick Van Dyke take. And then, weirdly, um, didn't happen. None of the WandaVision theories happened. So strange. So I'm going to let that episode play and kind of just take the rest of the day off, I guess. I don't know. I need to go make some Plus Ultra promos for Instagram and shit. So I guess I'm going to do that yeah it's just it's week by week day by day it's all it is for anybody but i feel like i have to remind myself of that more than most people might whatever just stuff league super dope what what the fuck show is this dragon ball super dope i should know that but yeah, here's that uh, conversation on Godzilla versus Kong. I- I'm the fourth mic like, on this show. They just call me Producer Kyle, which is, you know, not wrong. I am their producer. But also, I, uh, I get to yell at them a little bit here and there. And they pay me for it. Strange. Hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll talk to you on the other side of this. Super dope.
2: In a world. Fine art, antiques, collectibles. Three men
3: unite with their fifty-plus years of experience to see what's valuable and and what's what's just just stuff.
4: Travis Landry, pop culture expert and market speculator.
2: James Suck, appraiser, consulting antiquarian, procurer of rare goods. Kevin Bruno,
3: auctioneer and purveyor of fine arts. This is the Just Stuff League.
4: We're live, everybody, another episode of the Just Stuff League. My name is Travis Kyle Landry, and to the right of me is Kevin Paul Bruno.
3: Hey, everybody.
4: And in front of me is James. Don't know his middle name. I feel embarrassed about that. Sup. Michael. Michael. James Michael. J.M.
2: Sup. J-, J. Michael Sup. J. I like Michael. J. Michael Sup, but No. That's all.
4: <laughs> and if you know what that noise is from Kevin's background music that that's is a 6 the,
2: million dollar man
4: could be interpreted as that but it's supposed to be creature double feature from the 70s
2: oh, nice and that's because
4: Godzilla vs. Kong the, the th- third no the fourth film now in the monster universe Godzilla. I think it was the best uh, so far to date.
3: Wow, that's a pretty good review from you. Yeah. You I th- digged it, huh? I
4: d- it was the best. The other three, the last one was garbage. It was terrible. So the
3: one they just did, you saw it was awesome.
4: I thought it was, not that it was awesome. It, I was, it was more terrible than the
3: other ones. Yes. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> that's not really a thumbs up. That's a, it's. There was, so they, That's when you hold your hand and you kind of shake it back and forth in the middle.
2: It was pizza, so it was still pizza, but it wasn't the worst pizza. Right. Is that what it was? It was like Domino's. Saying?
4: Well, okay, right. so they came out with Godzilla and my critique yep. of that movie was out of a whole movie with Godzilla, you only saw Godzilla for like 7 minutes. It was horrible. But
2: But Jaws of the movie they the just way? made? No, this oh. is the first oh, Godzilla 20, oh, all right.
0: 2014 Legendary Godzilla. Thank you producer Kyle,
2: yes. But Jaws, you saw the shark for what, like two minutes? Yeah. And it was an amazing movie.
4: But I think in fairness, Jaws is like you have the people on the boat and they're being attacked by the shark where Godzilla is supposed to be like the main meal. Like it's like, yeah, you everyone wants yeah. to see Godzilla. anyway, so then after that they came out with Kong Skull Island, which was which I'd was say
2: Amazing.
4: It was pretty good. Samuel was in that, rocked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godzilla, King of All Monsters, I thought was terrible, other than the fight for scenes.
0: Uh, I mean, fight I had, scenes were awesome. Yeah, the fight scenes are what you showed up for. That I mean, any of these movies, I had fun with King of the Monsters.
4: Con- uh, Godzilla versus Kong definitely, I think, takes the cake as the best so far. But I will say there were a lot of things that were not true to the actual kaiju film of what Kevin and James grew up watching as kids, which they watch the uh, syndicated Americanized. One anyway, but it's the same film. No, why are you shaking your head, James?
2: Because I was watching the you know Japanese import. Boot oh, okay. Oh, for shit. most of them. So I remember only seeing Godzilla vs Kong and like three or four of the other Americanized versions on Saturday afternoon TV, and then I went down to our friendly local uh, video shop to check out all the others, and some were subtitled, some were not. Um, but I have to say, some of the American versions were actually better than the Japanese ones. Yeah, but they, they,
3: the voice is too good with the lip movement. you got to go with the Japanese oh, no, no. where the that lips hurts. don't match up with the words because that's the whole. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, whole, the great yeah. part of the whole movie.
2: Oh, my God, it's yeah. Godzilla! Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I think, I think the original. I think the original Godzilla versus Mega Godzilla was supposed to be like a. In the Japanese one, it was like a social commentary on the commercialization of Godzilla and what have you. And the American version was just two monsters beating the shit out of each other. Guess yeah. which one I liked at age eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Not the social commentary. <laughs> well,
4: so thing Godzilla first came out in the late fifties. So we're already we have um, you know sixty five. I think it's nineteen fifty six or fifty four. Fifty four was Japanese. Fifty
0: six was America. Okay,
4: so nineteen fifty four. You have so we're at now. Uh, you could say si- si- uh, sixty six years of Godzilla film. And really, it's amazing what the technology has done. It's just like with the Marvel movies, right? Like, every Captain America, like, all the Marvel stuff of the 70s and 80s, except for Lou Ferrigno Hulk, was kind of bad, because the technology...
2: No, it was horrible.
4: Okay. Yeah, Yeah. It was horrible. But what's funny is the Japanese original kaiju stuff, I think that's part of the... Enjoyment or aesthetic of watching is knowing that you have humans in these costumes, and it's actually the Godzilla is not massive; it's that it's a person stomping on models, and it's you know it's it's interesting to think I don't know,
2: and, and for me in the in the newest Godzilla movie, you definitely got that feeling; you could kind of tell that they were acting like guys in monster suits but they managed to update it with much better graphics and better cg but you definitely had that kind had this a bunch of callbacks to that 50 60s cheesiness of a man in a giant foam dinosaur suit <laughs> so you which did- i enjoyed so you did watch the
4: new movie james yes yes i did okay now my thing that threw me off was the biggest thing i was like where does this whole hollow earth thing
2: come from <laughs> why
4: did that it- Go ahead. It
2: it, okay. So I was talking to Kyle earlier about producer Kyle about this earlier. The humans in it don't freaking matter. Nobody cares. We came to see monsters kick butt. I don't care how they get there. Whatever they did to get there, I'm good. The humans don't matter. The human story doesn't matter. The Hollow Earth stuff—they're trying to bring in all sorts of weird, crazy Final Fantasy type stuff. It makes no sense whatsoever.
4: but it was my understanding of that, so Kong came from Hollow Earth, it was sucked up, but Godzilla has always been on Earth, correct? Because he was awoken from the nuclear blast in World War II, is that still the backlog here? Uh, That's what I don't want, they didn't answer that, so because all the I was so confused because there was no mention of this Hollow Earth in any of the three past films, but then all of a sudden... They get Kong back there, and then there's this throne with a Godzilla art around the throne. So is that
0: symbolizing that King Kong is supposed to kill Godzilla, or I took it as King Kong's people previously ruled in Hollow Earth. So like, yeah, they're from Hollow Earth. I don't know if Godzilla was in Hollow Earth or if he was up on Earth, but yeah, he like returned to his kingdom, and he had some kind of like uh, instinctual urge to find where he found and sit back on that throne, I, I think. I- it's a, It was it's the a- only way to make the deaf girl
2: signing home make sense. That was it. The deaf- <laughs> then we got to see Monsters Kick-Ass.
4: Well, so, and that was, I, mean, I liked as well, was Godzilla had several opportunities to kill Kong, but he did not. So I think he was just opting out to show that I'm Godzilla-like
3: Mother Nature. Oh, no!
4: No, they, it's just... They, it's, they sh-
3: it's, it's the new sensitive Godzilla.
2: Yeah. No, they showed how how that works in the previous film. It was, they're, they're, all the Alpha Titans are getting together, and the number one Alpha Titan's now in charge, and all the other ones go away. King Ghidorah, he was an alien, so he wasn't one of the Alpha Titans, so we had to get rid of that guy. That's why he got killed. Otherwise, it's just establishing dominance and pissing on your enemies. Well, that was the... Okay, speak, now I'm happy you said that. So, King Ghidorah in... or in
4: Godzilla, King of Monsters, Ghidorah came from space? Yes. Correct. Okay, yeah. see, I, I need to be filled. I don't and remember. Then the movie the, was
0: so bad, I forgot. At the end of that movie, there's a post-credit scene Showing where the they head. recover part of the head, and then that skull is used in this movie to power Mecha Okay, that
4: irritated me, and I let this in to producer Kyle earlier, and I'm going to be a little gross and graphic, but you know what? I got to say, because it's the truth, I thought it was very strange that Mecha Godzilla comes from space originally. He's an invis- Same thing with Mecha Kong. They come down then from they space. they got his head. Yeah, but in the movie, the new movie, there's this weird like orgasmic connection.
2: Did you notice that, James? The guys at the chair—he's like, "Oh!" In his eyes—that was him having a seizure as the uh, as the uh, sonic power took over his brain. No, but even the
4: first time, Dora took over. But when they were testing it, when they were testing it the first time, oh.
2: Do you remember when he sliced that, uh, that, uh, when Mechagodzilla first showed up, and he slices the other uh, thing in half like they did in King of the Monsters? That was them showing that Ghidorah was actually taking over even then. Whoa, that's crazy. Damn,
0: Damn, you're picking up on stuff I definitely didn't think about. He
2: wasn't in control. But let's get to the real meat of Godzilla versus King Kong. Which is more valuable? Which is more collectible? Okay, now that's good
4: because, shameless plug here, I had the honor of helping out with the uh, official HBO Max pre-show for Godzilla vs. Kong where I gave a little history lesson on Godzilla toys. And when it comes to the collectible, vintage collectibles of the time period stuff of the 60s and 70s, early 80s, there's like literally 100 Godzilla toys for every one Kong toy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Godzilla toy license was originally held by Morrison um, in the early 1960s, 1960, 1966, when the first Sofa uh, buy came out. And then Morrison dissolved as a company and was formed into Bullmark. So the family that was involved with Morrison they broke down and the two of the brothers got together, created the Bullmark company, which they then continued to make the uh, Godzilla toys. Now, Godzilla toys primarily of that time were the Sofa buy Soft Vinyl. And then there were Tin Walkers, battery operated toys, and uh Diecast. But when it comes to Kong, there are like two gods uh there are two Kong die cast toys uh that I know of and they weren't even they weren't made by Bullmark at the time. They were made um by a different Japanese company that um that's a so crazy. It starts with a T. The name escapes me right now. But they made the Godzilla. Toyo? No, not Toyo. Toyo is the uh, the pro- to- Toho is the production company of the films. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Nakajima. There it is. Nakajima. Thank you. And there's no T in there. I know. I know. Well, I was going okay. through them. I was like, not Takatoku, not uh, Bullmark, not Pope. I had to go. Through what I get
2: you're it. saying is that in the ten years or so after Godzilla came out suddenly there's a lot of toy licenses being used. Correct. Uh, being sold. And there's far more toys. There is far many more movies. I think there's, what, almost 60 Godzilla movies versus, like, 15 Kong-style movies. And the Is that about right? Uh, maybe. I don't know the exact number, but the other
4: thing is during that time, Kong was on the back burner of the mm-hmm. kaiju scene where really the predominance was Godzilla as the main hero character fighting all these different kaiju. And then your whole other sect of popular kaiju were all
2: within the Ultraman family and Ultraman. Yeah, But but you're looking at purely from the Japanese standpoint. Um, you know, King Kong was made in 1933. It's an American film, uh, was one of the best uses of stop motion animation. And it was a pioneer for that style of filmmaking. Um, and it had a huge, huge cultural impact 30 years before uh, Godzilla. But it not nearly as many movies, not nearly as much marketing. No. But, I mean, at all. I mean, the, the toy world for Godzilla is huge in Japan and huge over here. Kong, the, not as much. O- the only
4: American toy that I know of would to, that is period uh, to the time being in the 60s would be the Aurora Plastics uh King Kong model.
3: I think the big King Kong collectibles were movie posters. Yeah,
2: movie po- Yeah, the original movie posters. Mm-hmm. Well, and the original metal armature for King Kong that was made for the King Kong puppet, I think that sold at Christie's in 2008, 2009 for 200 grand. Oh, my God. That's nothing. crazy. There is nothing. And right now, it'd probably be a lot more. But there is nothing in the Godzilla world that comes even close. No, well, that's well.
4: You said how much would like an original nineteen fifty four Toho Godzilla costume
2: be worth? That would be insane. It they don't exist, priceless. Yeah, they've been destroyed. Yeah, they
0: don't exist. So, because of you know the little gowns of sweat from making those movies, and then just having them straight up be used in water scenes, like they're all water. Lo- they yep. had to replace them between pretty much every film, except I think the mm-hmm. first two. There might have been some some overlap in the use of suits.
2: So yeah, and those would probably be several hundred thousand dollars, if not more. If
1: they if existed. they existed.
2: Quick rewind, not that the name came back. The Nakajima
4: Kong and Mecha Kong toys. What I want the point I was trying to make was. Uh, those die cast toys when you have the mint in the box or any or two thousand plus. Like especially the mm-hmm. Mecha Kong. If you have the Nakajima mecha Kong complete in the box, it's a thirty five hundred dollar toy. Whereas the Bullmark Diecast, Godzilla, Diecast, Mecha Godzilla, Ghidorah, Gigan, all those characters, you can get the mint in the box complete and they're five, six hundred bucks. So the population of those toys is also far greater because they were more popular in the time.
2: And 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 which is, was kind of cool is the best Godzilla posters for the most part are in the two thousand to four thousand dollar range. Um, even the weird Japanese or Malaysian uh, theater ones. Some of those strange ones can go a little higher, but they're all kind of in the same area. Oh, Godzilla posters are awesome. The graphics are fantastic. You can't even touch a nineteen thirty three king kong poster for under five digits
4: oh i would imagine because from 1933 that's like golden age of cinema yeah oh there's kevin i'm listening this is your area well it back up i feel bad because you haven't seen like any have you seen any of the movies
3: no
2: okay (laughs) but i don't see many movies
3: at all so it's just not a thing i'm just not a movie movie guy guy. i'm just not
2: i understand i'm I'm surprised you never even saw king kong
3: I've watched all the Creature Double Features. I know the history okay. of all that stuff watching as a kid. I mean, I never missed a yeah. one when I was a kid.
2: Well, what was your favorite giant monster movie as a kid? Who was uh, your favorite character?
3: One. Oh, Godzilla. I didn't
2: ask that. This going to complicate things. Just ask for the movie because it'll just make it. Oh, uh, Jaws. <laughs> that's a good one. Is that all right? That's a good one. I remember that's my a, parents took
3: me to a drive-in. I'll never forget it. I was scared shitless. I never went in the water for years. <laughs> really? I was
2: like 10 years old. Yeah. Oh,
3: my God. Yeah. Didn't have to scare the shit out of anybody back then. It was the craziest movie ever. Nobody nobody went in water for years. That movie years.
0: is still scary, man. That movie yeah, is. Yeah, I mean,
3: beaches were vacant for years after that. Is that I swear to God, people didn't go swimming a lot after that movie. People Stop. were freaked out of the water. Yeah, they were. Dude, like, He's not there's wrong. like
2: books written about it and shit.
3: Yeah, man, is, you
0: went to the beach, you're like, don't go in the water. Jaws too. is documented as like one of the first like prototypical Hollywood blockbusters of the 1970s mm. to really like if if Jaws didn't do what it did, Star Wars might not have blown up in the similar way that it did. That's how a lot of people kind of justify it because it came two years. Yeah, because it changes the no culture. One went to the beaches. Yeah, because no one went to the beaches
2: anymore, so they went to the movies instead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it
0: scared them right out of like a life of uh, recreational activity outdoors. And oh, so, uh, that's crazy. Sitting their asses down in the theater. But no, seriously, there was like a big cultural impact on people just going to the beach because they were afraid of what they didn't see in Jaws.
3: Right, I- they are afraid of what they couldn't see in the water anymore because Jaws, Jaws made you feel like... They're down there and they're waiting for you. Yeah. Oh my God. so I'm just
4: and they are. And I want to just recap this Jaws one, Jaws Two, then Jaws three, D. Hey, just
3: with right? all the stuff you see on TV now, Shock Week, all that, that was all because of Jaws. That started chew. Like all to me, that it. was a major monster movie. I don't know. Well, Maybe it's now. like a natural monster movie. Whatever. It was a big old fake mechanical. No, but I mean bull. great white sharks exist. Yeah. Godzilla don't exist. Or we don't
4: or know does that we know
3: of. S- did you ever see a salamander <laughs> on two legs? Is that real? They- as <laughs> shit. I wonder if they can walk. Scary like as
4: that. shit. Run like that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hey, that imagine if Godzilla exists. That'd be horrible. Life would suck
2: if you just have these huge monsters coming, destroying you all the time. Jesus, you, know, like, you look at Hong Kong and you know getting stomped to crap in these movies or these. You know, why would they build tall buildings anymore if they know a you know, Godzilla's <laughs> gonna come every six months and stomp through all that stuff? <laughs> Why I mean, would they build tall buildings?
0: It's true. <laughs> you think they would adapt and start building shit underground? Well, in the
2: movies, <laughs> no joke. In the in the movies, don't they have the uh,
4: the uh, the kaiju bunkers? Isn't that what they call it? Oh, like how they... Yeah, they're
2: underground, which is great until the whole Hollow Earth thing came in. Oh, uh, I mean... yeah. Yeah. I mean... No, I'm very... I'm surprised,
4: um, unless I'm getting production company screwed up, but wasn't... Isn't Pacific Rim also by Universal?
2: Uh, I... Legendary. Legendary. Uh, company. I'm surprised they did yeah. not try to do some crazy... Nope, cross- already, it's already there. They're already talking about it, so it's already been mentioned.
0: I think I think in King of the Monsters, some of those screens maybe give instances of some monsters that you saw in Pacific Rim. So like we think that they exist in this universe, so we're just waiting to see if they do it or not. I could be wrong there, but I just I don't I feel purist people would be upset by that,
2: and no one cares about them. It's all about the money.
4: And but I true yeah, I think the, the twenty the two thousand twenty one viewer would be like, yeah, the hype
0: beast would be like, oh my God, Jaegers versus these monsters, is crazy. I think that'd be cool as well. So long as it gives us an opportunity to have a movie without a bunch of human plot dribbled in there, I mean, yeah, sure, you got some connective Bingo. tissues to like get the monsters lined up against the giant robot things. That's cool, but then I want to see them kick the shit out of each other for the rest of the film. That would be yeah. awesome.
4: But again, I thought overall fight scenes were good. Storyline,
0: human storyline was like, Godzilla's human storyline could not have existed And the movie would have been fine The Kong storyline for the humans Emotionally resonates Because it got that little girl Emotionally
3: resonates I I was just going to pick the emotionally resonates I got chills when he said that
0: Motherfuckers, I talk about anime, cartoons, movies, and films All goddamn day Every goddamn day for the last four years So yes, emotionally resonates is a phrase that comes out of my mouth Quite frequently
2: Anyway, you feel bad. That's just what he wants to do with sexy, talk. right?
0: You guys feel bad for that giant fucking monkey? Well, you know what? You got that little deaf girl to thank. Say, say thank. You, yeah, that little deaf.
2: That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought. Yeah, there's no way to get a human uh, connection with a giant reptilian monster that breathes blue fire. It's true. No one cares.
4: So I wonder who the next bad guy is going to be. Who they bring into the mix? Like next Same time. Same
2: thing that know. it always is. It's the human corporations who will rebuild MechaGodzilla, or are they going to build get- a
4: Mecha Kong now?
2: Um, yeah, because Kong's not going back to work. He's in his Hollow Worth having a grand old time.
4: Well, I'm still, if you remember from the first movie when the military dudes are going through like the nuclear blast fallout, there was that little uh, like uh, terrarium box that said Mothra with the tape peeled off and the lid was open. So I wonder, like, there's a potential was that moth affected by radiation and the thing and is Mothra going to come? Because
0: we had Mothra in the last movie, man.
2: Oh, we did? already. Oh, Wait. Right. Yeah. She was a major plot oh, see, fan. I don't
4: even, but wait,
0: even remember. what about... See, you can't shit on King of the Monsters like you've been doing if you it's don't so, remember. Because it's so bad, try that's it, it again. I not remember. Try it again.
2: Uh, wait, wait. What about Mecha Mothra? Ooh.
0: I don't think that works. Or did they... Oh, Mega and, Rodan, and Rodan.
4: was in it, too. I'm Now I remember. Wasn't he? Yep. Yep. uh God. You need to try me. it again, dude. Uh
2: Oh, so they already... Too late now. Moment's gone. Travis doesn't
1: pitch. No,
4: I'll watch it again. You should at least try it again. So there was Rodan was in it, Mothra was in it, Ghidorah was in it. Nobody else was in it. And Godzilla. And Godzilla. You had
2: like 20 more monsters show up in it.
0: Oh, yeah. At the end, they have the the Wooly
2: Mammoth and the Titanosaurus. Chiamat, Baphomet, everybody else. But anyway, back to the money. So in, in pure numbers, I think Godzilla has to win just in pure franchise strength. But for individual values, I think Kong has him beat.
4: Yeah, I mean, again, because the most expensive Godzilla toy that I know of would be, there's two different ones. One would be the Morrison original boxed 1966 Mm -hmm. battery-operated tin walker. Which sells for okay. like, because I can't comment on props. I have no idea. I've never paid attention to the prop yeah. market, but that mar- the actual Morrison Tin Walker sells for about twelve to fifteen thousand, and that's recent market comps. And then comparable to that would be a purple light blue Hawaii sprayed uh,
0: Godzilla Sofubi, which
4: there's probably eight. Still, probably seven to ten thousand. I would bet. We, I, s-
0: we say that word differently. I say sofubi.
4: Yeah, I th- I used to say sofubi too. But the right way. And is then I was corrected fubi? by a Japanese person to say sofubi. Sofubi. And and then I was like, "Are you sure?" And then I, I asked Google. I said, "What is sofubi?" And Google's like, "Sofubi, soft final." Yeah. So word. I. But I was corrected. Actually, I say I was corrected by a Japanese person. I was corrected by a white guy who really likes to live his life like a Japanese person. Fucking nerd. Total nerd.
0: I say that sitting here in a (laughs) Dragon Ball Z sweatshirt, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the best King Kong toy that I'm aware of are the Marks toys from the uh, 60s. battery-operated little walking King Kong in chains, and they're... $600 $600 to $1,000 in the box. Yeah, it's a cool I mean, and toy, that's though. Otherwise, you it. Otherwise, you're down, the next ones are like $400, maybe $500, and they go steadily downhill from there.
4: Yeah, like I said, the most expensive Kong toy that I know is the Diecast, the Nakajima Diecast mm-hmm. Kong and Mecha, uh, Mecha Kong. But what I wanted to touch upon that's interesting is the United States market missed out on, like, all of the great Godzilla toys of the 70s, 80s. They didn't start getting the Sofubi toys until Bandai finally took over the license for Godzilla Vinyl in 1984. So prior to that, the United States and Five and Dime shops got, like, knockoff. Godzilla's that were made primarily by these two companies. One was Dorme and the other was Imperial. And they came in three different standards typically. There was a six inch and nine inch. Or four different standards actually. There was a six inch, nine inch, twelve inch, and a 15 inch scale. And there are so many different variants of those toys. Like I'm not even kidding. Kevin actually, we went to an auction and Kevin has one is in his kitchen or it's on a shelf. It's somewhere. But it actually has like a what, picture like the plastic screen that would be over a speaker, like perforated plastic holes, t- t- and that is in mm-hmm. the mouth of Godzilla. And it, the Godzilla splits in half, almost like it could have been used as like some type of lamp, right? I'm describing it correctly. And on top of that, there's just a bunch of different colors, some Godzillas with dorsal, like the fins on the back, no fins on the back. And uh, they can be really fun, Where, but they're fun as in collecting You get a lot of variety and cool stuff cheap. Like the most expensive bootleg Godzilla I've ever seen is maybe a hundred fifty bucks, two hundred bucks. You know, and sometimes it'll be like a twelve-inch Godzilla. They put a clock in its chest, and it was all made by those two companies, Imperial and Dorme. And um, I could send, I could give a guess. I guess I could give a picture for our uh, social media, but I my kitchen cabinets have. Knock-off Godzilla's in scale going down from 15-inch all the way down in, a, in different colors, purple, <laughs> blue, pink. Very cool. You know? So we could give you that content on the social media chains. But well, yeah, its I love Godzilla, but what's crazy is it's not like I watched a ton of Godzilla growing up. I grew—I don't even want to, its not Matthew Broderick. That no. It was Matthew Broderick. 1998, Roland Roland Emmerich, right? Yeah, and that was to me like the worst Godzilla looking, like physically looking Godzilla.
0: So much to the point that the Japanese company bought the rights back to that and then killed him off in a Godzilla movie in like the early 2000s, Godzilla Final Wars, and they renamed him Zilla. And like the first five minutes of the movie, Godzilla just fucking eviscerates him. Really? That's how much. They took
2: the God out of Godzilla. Yeah, that's
0: how much Japan hated that Matthew Broderick movie. Yeah, because it was. I mean, I don't remember the
4: movie itself being that bad. They
0: Killed off Godzilla.
4: They killed the the Ameri- Zilla? the
0: American one, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah.
4: Do you remember that movie, the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla? You might have watched it with your kids. No. Oh,
0: okay. Matthew Broderick is in it. Lots of baby hatching in the
4: third world. act yeah. for no world. reason at all. And that hey, so that was the other <laughs> thing baby I didn't want to comment on. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla. Like
0: Godzilla babies. Yep. Yeah. Well, for no reason that- other than. <laughs> We're three hours like into a this mass movie. turtle exodus <laughs> on a beach.
4: Yes, exactly. Except in the sewers. So has that actually been? I, I say there's always been a lot of debate, but I feel like there's a concrete answer. Is Godzilla female?
2: Does it matter?
4: I don't think. I think it's so, can a god be female?
3: I'm kidding. I no, but I because
4: do. there's like a lot of reference okay. to Godzilla as like nature's balance. I think and Mother Nature. And then the I, baby hatches. I guess it would come down to like how reptiles and reproduce, right? N- James, you know how re- reptiles reproduce? And um you have to think to the nineteen sixty nine film Son of Godzilla that featured Mnyum. Mania? Mania. Manila, Manila Manila.
3: Manila. Right? I don't know. I've heard people say it all sorts Kill of different Kill a manila. Names. I had that before.
4: Manila's like the American oh, Anglicized yep. way. Manila is saying it like yeah. English, But it's like Nym an like or something when they
0: say it in the movie. Huh. Yeah, stupid. That's terrible. that
4: ugly face little Godzilla I had in the thing. That was, that's he the, rides in a. Is that the know. one
0: where he rides in a truck, or is that the nineteen nineties remake? Of,
4: I don't know, but the nineteen sixty nine Son of Godzilla. No, he's thumbing on New York. There's literally
0: a shot of this little baby Godzilla we're talking about riding in a. Like I didn't front know you such a huge a Godzilla fan. I, I want to say that was cow. like nineteen
2: eighty four. I think. That yeah, one I
0: think was. it was a remake of that one. That? We started yeah. doing Godzilla movies. Um, because one of my best friends, who's actually friends with Joel somehow, weirdly, is a huge Godzilla buff. Um, so we started covering on our podcast, Dragon Ball Super Dope, check it out, uh, several years back. And like, I didn't grow up a huge Godzilla fan, I grew up knowing like a few of the movies. But like learned a lot more about it covering those movies over the last three four years. So
4: yeah, I got into Godzilla purely on a toy basis, and then just the history
2: of follow it. All about the dollar bills, y'all? No, I got
3: into do it because I ate it with my cereal in the morning.
2: Do you remember the uh, what was that Godzilla cartoon that we had? Godzilla oh, and Godzuki
3: shit. creature double feature.
2: No, there was a 90s uh, uh, no, from there, the depths. No, no there was like a 70s or early 80s cartoon. No, um, I think it was 90s, God. James. Well, there was a z- no, no. There was another one that came out in the 90s, but this was like I think it was by Filmation. Yes. it was. It was. It was bad. I
0: think it was Godzilla and Godzuki. Oh. Hey,
2: speaking of it?
0: bad, there might actually be two different series. One's Godzilla and Godzuki, and one's just Godzilla without Godzuki. But I remember the theme song for some reason. Okay. You
4: have the 1978 NBC Godzilla
2: animation. Okay. That's the one.
4: And then you have Godzilla the series, which was kind of based on like the Matthew Broderick film.
0: And actually, even though that one is based on Zilla, everyone loves that fucking cartoon. That cartoon's awesome. And he, yeah. gets, he gets fire, uh, atomic breath in it, and everything. They give him much more proper treatment with a similar kind of character design from the movie. Yes, so that
4: that, and then there might be another Godzilla cartoon that I'm not thinking of the, uh, or no, that is the '90s one because I'm thinking of like the Jack Specific toys and whatnot of the '90s. I don't remember those. Yeah, it was Godzilla King of the Monsters. Blue packaging had like his green his green face, very bubbly. I thought Playmates. Oh, Playmates, Playmates. Why do I know that? (laughs) Because you probably played with them as a kid. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, Godzilla is awesome, but for me, it, the Matthew Broderick film, as a kid, it was awesome. But the, when you look back
0: at it as an adult, it's like, oh it's not good. But I don't know. I like Godzilla a lot. Hey man, two giant monsters kicking the shit out of each other. Sign me up every time. What's what's the name of the flying turtle dude with the spikes? Rodan. No,
4: Rodan's Rope. a pterodactyl. No. Oh, um,
0: Gamora. Sorry.
4: Gamora. Gamora. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no get. Ga- Gammer is a. A turtle. Yeah, Gammer is the flying turtle. Gammer Gammer is the flying turtle. He's not with the same production company. So they've always wanted to do a crossover. Our fans have always wanted to do a crossover, but they never have. He's not not in the same production company? Why? No, Godzilla's Toho, and I think Gammer's Toei.
3: Yeah, but they fought each other before.
0: I don't think they have.
2: No. The turtle in Godzilla no. never fought in creature double feature? I got to look this up right now. Yeah. No, oh, I don't know um, about that. Well Gamera, he, he might have fought, fought a different turtle, but he didn't fight All Gamera. Right, well,
3: he fought Gamera in the turtle in creature double feature. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Is
2: there another
0: turtle ripoff that Toho had? There
4: is actually a whole movie, Godzilla versus Gamera. It's right. a fan, it might be fan No, name. 1967. Really?
3: Yeah, man. I used to watch Creature Double Feature. He yeah. was kicking the ass out of the Listen. turtle all the time. Trust me. Yeah, Kevin's <laughs> that like... That freaking thing, hey. turtle on its back. Ke- Kevin's
4: <laughs> it stupid Kevin thing. was just hanging out the whole Hey, thing, I'll so- even tell you.
3: And the Bachman-Turner-Over, BTO. Uh, no, I'm wrong. Bachman-Turner-Overdrive. Yeah. Isn't that who it is? No, I'm wrong. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. What an idiot. ELP. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> Carnival number nine. In the middle of that song is all the creature double feature music. Okay? So they steal it from that song, and they implant it to their...
0: <laughs>
3: all that. So check out that song. I grew up loving
0: that song just because it had
3: the creature double feature theme song in it.
0: Gamma versus Gaios, 1967? I think Gaius is meant to be like a stand-in for Godzilla. It's definitely not yeah. really Godzilla. Well, I don't know. Creature double feature. There Maybe was Turtles and...
4: Who is... Oh,
2: wait. Oh,
0: Did you go creature double feature, Gameron?
2: Creature. Yeah, I'm looking it up. It does. It's it's not Godzilla. It's um, Gaios Who is Gaos
0: I think it's just a a knockoff a, Godzilla. A knockoff Godzilla that Toei did because they couldn't. They probably wanted to do a crossover and they were like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs>
4: Creature. <laughs> Fine, double we'll our feature own. was a syndicated horror show broadcast in the Boston yep. and Philadelphia areas, 60s, 70s, and 1980s. But they probably hey. showed that one. Creature Double Feature usually aired on Saturday afternoons because it aired after the traditional Saturday morning cartoon time block. It introduced many younger viewers to classic and not so classic monster movies. It in other cities it aired either on Friday night or Saturday night. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah. History. No, I mean,
2: like a bunch. That was an East Coast thing. We had our own versions uh, where they was basically they showed the old Hammer films or. Um, Roger Corman, but they were also they had the afternoon slot, and then they had like the eleven o'clock UHF weird, freaky Elvira Channel stuff that was amazing. You can see all these great old horror. We used films to watch with, all those uh, lame space,
3: you know. space shows too.
2: Yep. Yeah. Oh, that character
4: Gaios is like a combination of Godzilla and Rodan had a baby. Huh. It's this flying dragon
0: pterodactyl looking thing. Oh, very creepy looking. Almost, almost looks like those uh, bats that try to uh, suffocate King Kong and uh, Hollow Earth in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and I'm getting the official.
4: Yeah, Godzilla is Toho.
0: Toho, and then Gamera is Toei.
2: Yeah, uh, no, Damia, I think. Uh oh, no, uh, we get it, Dai. We gotta get it right here. Hold on.
3: You should see if 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 Gamera ever fought Godzilla. Didn't. Didn't right. I
4: think there's a f- yeah, on- Dai- it's a
0: Dia D A I E I D A I E I Dia film, huh? Yep. Uh, okay, cool. Maybe so it got them rights in the 90s. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of because there was a Gamera trilogy in the 90s. That's what I'm thinking of. Maybe I don't know, but anyway, yeah. so. This has been a fun one. Uh, we have any suffice to say, this stuff's
2: you know these giant monsters fighting each other is still a hugely popular thing. Even when the movies suck, there's still plenty of other collectability in those franchises. I mean, it's not just the movies for Godzilla. There are the TV shows. There's the comic books. There's a oh. bunch of other stuff going on with that. What franchise. do we find out? That I'm
4: reading about the Daeja company. And they actually only had four Kaiju within their brand. They had Gamera, they had Gaios, uh, Iris, and then a Hyper Gaios. And that was it. They were a separate thing competing with uh, Toho Uh for Kaiju. So is is, is there a Toho equivalent of Gamera?
0: Um, I don't know. Is there any giant, big turtle monsters that Godzilla actually fights? Um, he fights a shrimp monster. Uh, I, that's the closest thing I can um, think that's aquatic. No, um, is a lobster? Was... Is a lobster thing? Yeah, but no, no, no. I
3: have that toy. There was three. no. I don't have the lobster. Which one do I have?
2: You have
0: no. There was yeah,
3: one
2: in you God, have, I just found uh, it. Godzilla Tokyo SOS. You do. You have there the is... lobster. Hold on, I'll tell you. Godzilla Tokyo I... SOS. Yep. And he fights who? Godzilla fights Godzilla. Well, I'm sorry, fights Gameron? He First appeared in Space Amoeba, and then in Godzilla Tokyo SOS, he was killed by Godzilla in an unseen conflict. Right.
0: And an un- well, that's who did, wait, I'm confused. Computer- Ibera, that's the shrimp guy. That yeah, Kevin
4: of. has an original 1966 oh, nice. Ibera, and he has a uh, he has a 1969 uh, Midicurus. Yeah, the standing guy The there. guy from Ultraman, the, the brown dude. Midicurus with the little things. Antennae. And he has Johnny Soho's Flying Mummy. Yeah, I heard him, too. Yeah, I saw
3: so that cool. nice. <laughs> Yeah, what? I forget his name, but you know what I'm talking about? I, I honestly don't think I know that last one. It looks like he's wearing a flower pot on his head.
0: <laughs> this, okay, cool.
3: Yeah.
4: It's not... He kind
3: of looks like he's wearing oh, armor producer
4: Kyle, this guy. in a
3: really, really rotten space suit. King Caesar?
4: Oh, Jet Jaguar? <laughs> no, not Jet Jaguar. What are you
0: guys talking about? I'm going to tell you. All right, right. I need I'm, to see a picture of I'm it. I'm going
4: to show you a picture right now.
0: Perfect. Gonna, What's his name?
4: Johnny what? John? is Isn't it Johnny Soho so, oh, or something like that? Hold on, Bruno.
0: I don't think it's Johnny Soho. Sounds like a surfer. or like a bass player in a shitty punk band. I don't think it's Soho. <laughs>
3: hit a shitty
0: punk and a pump. Wait, what do you say? Or a bass player in a shitty punk band. Oh, my God. Freaking perfect. Yeah. Johnny Soho on stage yeah. with Slash. Right, Johnny Soho showing up 10 minutes late to the gig again because he's got a crippling drug addiction. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's oh nothing in that sentence that doesn't surprise me about Johnny Soho.
0: Johnny Soho is a man of uh, all of the excitement and right, right. none of the surprise. Gi-
2: Knight, it's this guy. Gi- it's
4: Giant Robo.
0: Giant Robo and Johnny Soho are two very but different it's sounding from names. From
4: Johnny, like the Adventures of Johnny. Oh, okay, okay. This That's the it. name
0: of the television show. Oh, cool. I, that doesn't look familiar to me at all, all right. man. Giant Robo
3: from Johnny Soho. That's like a good band name, <laughs> Giant They Robo, played with the Go-Go's. and we got a.
2: And they have a bunch of yo-yos. We, oh, here you okay? And they like eating ho-hos.
3: Ooh. So he, he is just a.
2: Okay, Travis, you're fired. You can't just say, "Oh, here it is," because I'm, re- and I'm we reading. Because i pause. No, you weren't. You're going off you were on a tangent. You're reading and you're reading quietly. Sorry, yeah. Read out loud, giant. Tell us words giant robo
4: but i'm trying to figure find out what his character was who his earth human companion
0: was i don't know man sounds like johnny soho has a lot of shit to figure out these days You're right but yeah, uh, we uh it's it's okay it's about time to lay in the plane anyway we can always do a kaiju part 2 we name it exactly that too kaiju part 2 electric, electric boogaloo, boogaloo. Goddamn like right. Perfect, James.
4: Oh, Johnny Soko. Johnny <laughs> Soko.
0: I was like, son of a I b- knew it wasn't Soho. John Johnny Soko. That's how I know you haven't drank enough in your life. You couldn't remember Soko? Come on, man. Soko. Jo- here he is, right here. Yep.
4: Yes, Johnny Soko and his flying robot.
0: Wow, that is a ridiculous... old. Johnny lo- Soko's yeah. is the little boy. Yes. yes. That's a television Getting show done robot. by Tsuburaya Productions, Same people who made Ultraman. Well, he is an Ultraman. Is is that part of the Ultraman world? No, it's it's his. his oh, it's own, a separate thing. It's his
4: own separate thing. I think
3: he competed
4: because Ultraman and Godzilla. It was a Toei. It was a Toei film. The Toei series, huh? Nineteen sixty seven to nineteen sixty eight. One season, twenty six episodes.
3: I thought he had to do with Ultraman.
4: No, he's within the family but Yeah, that's what I mean but He's within the production family, but he's his own spin-off and, and, character
0: And Ultraman and Godzilla, the tie there is It was started by Ichi Superaya, Who was the suitmation director for the original Godzilla movies On through, not all of them, but a lot of them Through when he died
4: And Ultraman is your birth of the Sentai Super
0: Sentai. Toku
4: Sentai. Which Damn right. is what gave us Power Rangers. So think of that. We wouldn't have we, Power Rangers and.
0: You want to do a whole uh, episode on Japanese Spider Man? Because that's the fucking missing link between Leo those two Paladin. things.
2: I, yes.
0: Yep. We've talked about this before. The.
2: The best version of Spider-Man, yeah, up when chill. he has a robot. Check
0: out Spider-Man Sundays. I, I somehow did some of those too. I told you I do. What when you want to talk <laughs> I about? I put it on pause. You put it on. Oh, you. you there's it. a lot of production that goes into each of those. I have to like write scripts and like make music for them. It's a pain in the ass. Wow,
4: that's really intense. It,
0: it is. It was a fun exercise while it lasted, but there's 80 episodes. Johnny you check that. Soko. There's 80 episodes. Just so forty-four episodes, I think, of the Japanese Spider-Man, or somewhere in that. But 20. I did like eight of them, and I was like, "Fuck!" Oh. This is a lot of work. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll get back to it one of these days. Yeah, I love the Leo
4: Paldin Jumbo Machinder is awesome. The twenty-four yeah. inch plot, but that's a few grand. That's very expensive. Few G's, few G's. One of these days. Yeah. very um, expensive. All right, cool. That was fun. I went off
2: on a tangent. Forty well, that
4: minutes was the, of kaiju goodness. But that was the best episode. Because Kevin's chilling. He's like, oh, I didn't see it. He's like, don't tell me
3: Gamera didn't fight Godzilla. I ah, was a- so there was some fight somewhere I no, saw. P- I used to well, see that turtle flipping around on creature double features. He probably so. he was. Well, the thing is. Oh, he was just uh, probably you know,
2: fighting it, somebody else. They always were fighting it's called, somebody. It's so. called the Mandela effect, and they all kind of look alike after a while. I That's mean, true, too. They all kind of blurred together.
0: You can only make so many big, giant fucking creatures before they start to kind of slightly resemble each right. other. Right? This and is true. And in our
2: mind, we put it together that he was fighting, you know, Godzilla, because he should have.
0: Yeah, still waiting on that one. When we get the money, when I say we, I mean Travis. Travis, when you get the money, you're gonna make uh, the film rights happen under one roof, and we'll finally get that fight. I'm
4: surprised
0: because that right is so
4: insignificant. Like, I'm surprised uh, Toei hasn't bought
0: Toho. 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 I think they they could if they wanted. Oh, yeah, there's this Toho, and then there's Toei, T-O-E-I. Yeah, Toei, Toei, whatever you want to say it, but it, those are my Dragon Ball people.
4: The, your Dragon Ball, and then But
0: to-ay. they also did that space robot Johnny Soko stuff that we just talked
4: about. Yeah, Okay. Oh, see what I mean? There's so many... De- it's like when I try to remember all the Japanese toy company names. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to maintain. But we'll, on that note... We'll have to revisit this topic again in the future. Yes, thank you for listening to the Just Stuff League. Please rate and subscribe to our podcast Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places where podcasts live. Follow us on social media for updates at Just Stuff League on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can go to our website, juststuffleague.com. And oh, submi- I don't think that's a thing. But submit uh,
0: episode ideas through social media. That's the safe bet. That's the safe bet. I think we still do own a domain, though. We might. I don't know if we actively update it is how I'll phrase that then.
4: Yeah, no. It's just it's there in the... but. We want to know what you want to hear. Give us some episode ideas, and I
0: hope you enjoyed our Nerd Rant. Nice. Just Stuff League. That was fun, right? That was a good time. There's a link in the show notes if you want to go subscribe to the Just Stuff League. Um, You know, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts are good for everybody, uh, including for Dragon Ball Super Dope or Super Dope Plus Ultra. Um, Do I have other shit to say to you guys? I don't know. Enjoy your fucking week. How about that? Okay. Gonna fucking, what's the song for this one? It's not good that I don't know which songs to sing at the ends of which podcasts. It used to just always be the one song, and now I gotta fluctuate back and forth, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't even know how the song goes. Does that mean it's time to change the song? I don't know. Call me up. Let me know. Should I change the song? I don't think I can. I'm a creature of habit. I do want to keep singing the My Hero Academia song though, because it's a very easy one to start with. It always starts with "Gonna raise my hand with a peace sign," you know. Now for Super Dope, it's like da na 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 na, like that's how it goes, right? Jesus! If I time that out. I think that took me about a full thirty-five seconds to remember. Wow, really getting out all the fucking cobwebs on the, the last day of my thirty-first year, eh? Anyway, gonna be thirty-two tomorrow. That was a fucking terrible. Should I try? <sighs> my birthday. Nope, that's stupid too. Who cares? Goodbye.